This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, we now bring you a discussion on Rules Simplified for Business Registration under GST. The participants are Jayanta Roy Chaudhary, Economic Analyst and Arya Madan Mohan, Journalist. The GST Council met yesterday since the election. In the meeting, they took several decisions and Nirmala Sitharaman, the finance minister, was chairing it and effectively they took several decisions. Some of them were quite firm decisions, you could say. Would you like to expand on that? Frankly, many of these decisions were in the works for a long time. So it was quick work in the sense that since the GST Council was meeting after a hiatus of about one and a half months or two months, it could take those decisions. The major ones, of course, were regarding ease of doing business, ease of registration, ease of filing. You gave a little bit of more time to those who are registered on the GST to actually file their returns because obviously many of them are very small fellows who do not have the wherewithal to really do the due diligence necessary before you actually file the GST returns. Then some punitive measures were announced. Uh, the fines will have been increased in case you have not been passing on the duty cuts, wherever there are duty cuts, GST cuts that is, to the consumer. So this is what is called anti-evasion. Those decisions were taken, which is all in good stead. Where they haven't really taken decision is on electric vehicles, for instance, on lotteries which is a very crucial point because there are certain state governments which would like the lottery taxation to be different from what it is being done right now. Their point is that where the state government is running the lottery on its own and not farming it out to someone, then they should be allowed to sell those tickets at a slightly lower price. Now that is something which the GST and the rest of the members seem to feel should not be done because then if there would be an anomaly, there would be two kinds of lottery tickets that is something which the GST Council in its future meetings will have to decide after the Fitment Council goes into the issue. Because though there is some merit in what these states are demanding, there is also the fact that you cannot have two slabs for taxation on the same product. So it is something which will be looked into in the future. Jaintoji, National Anti-Profiteering Authority, the basically the authority that decides whether people are profiteering or not. I understand that has also been extended by another two years, which means that the government still believes that a lot of businesses are not passing on the duty cuts rightfully to the consumers. How is profiteering assessed and is it something that is quite clear-cut or is there a lot of subjective assessment involved? What is being done is that if your product was being taxed at 28. Now it has been reduced to 18. So that 10% fall in your taxation GST, is it being passed on or not? So that is an economic calculation which chartered accountants or cost accountants would be able to do and uh, that is what the authority is supposed to do. They are supposed to have experts who will get into go into this merits of these points. They will charge a company that you have actually tried to profit here instead of passing on the which is why we reduce the taxes in the first place. The company, of course, can always say that my cost of inputs increased from X to X plus 2. But that will be also be looked into, whether that is true or not so much true, how much of it is correct, how much of the increase in input cost they are talking about can actually be built into the prices, cannot be built into the prices. All these things will be looked into. But there is in any functional free market economy, we have to have regulators. The beauty of the free market is, free market is never free. It is actually a very highly regulated market where the regulation has to be on the side of the consumer yeah. and not so much on the side of the producer. 
in an economy where the regulator is functioning on the side of the producer, then that is an economy where the state has been actually captured by the capitalists. So it is a capitalist society, which is what free market is about, but it is a society with built-in safeguards so that consumers are not harassed. The GST was initially put in place under five different slabs and it seemed a rather complex process. Do you see in the future a further rationalization of the rates? After all, there are five slabs now and the highest is 28%. No, there's been some shifting between those slabs. But how do you see things moving forward, say, one or two years? It's been two years now since GST was implemented. At all times, whichever is the party, I mean, they have spoken about it as if it seems to be different, but all the parties more or less agreed on two or three things. One is that the number of items in the highest slab should be reduced. Only the really, really, really luxuries should be kept in it. The rest of it should be removed. The other point which they are agreed on is that as we progress, the number of slabs will be compressed. So probably it will become three to, you know, from five it will probably become four or three. And then at some stage it will become two. At some stage it cannot ever be totally one because there will always be a zero rated system. And there will always be, I would imagine the best possible fitment would be when it comes to three slab GST, which would be reasonably good. Now, currently the five slab one, there is a scope for rationalization. You can bring many of the items which are on 28 down to 18. But we have to understand that like the central government, the states are also suffering because the economy hasn't been growing at the rate at which we had thought it would grow. Consequently, their tax revenues have not been going up in the way they had expected it to grow. If you do not continue with the present rates of taxation, if you keep giving a lot of concessions, then obviously state revenues will suffer. In which case, the center, because of the pledge it has made, will have to make good the losses on the notional collections that those states would have done in case GST had not been introduced, which would again be a big drain on the central exchequer. So under these circumstances, I would imagine that there is scope for rationalization, but it is limited. You cannot really rationalize everything. So Jaintuji, if you bring the product price down by 10% for a luxury product, say, like a car or whatever, these are charges, 28% uh, band, to 18%, then I understand there are some anomalies there because the components are still charged at a higher rate and some of the vehicles are charged at a lower rate or whatever. Is there that aspect as well? That's, um yeah, absolutely. Thumb rule is that your components should be either be at the final rate or lower than that. Now, in automobile industry currently, many of the components are at 18, some are at 28, especially engines which are considered to be almost like the vehicle itself. Now, the ACMA, which is the Automobile Components Manufacturers Association, has been demanding that have one uniform rate for all the components, 18%. Charge your cars at whatever you want to do, 28%, but make the automobile components cheaper. Now, the logic behind that is that even if you don't bring down the final taxation on the car, by reducing the taxes on the components, you will actually make the car cheaper. That is one way of looking at it. So, that is something which, obviously, there were 12 points on the agenda of the GST committee, they could not take up all the 12 items. So, I do not know whether this was on the agenda or not, but this will obviously figure somewhere because the finance ministry and the state governments are looking into this issue, especially since the automobile industry has been going through a very rough patch where their sales have really dropped in the car industry as much as by 28% in one single month. It's a huge shrinkage. Most of the car farms have shut down their factories for long periods, 10, 12, 14, 18 days in one case. Yeah. 
So these are really bad signs and they would not like to kill the golden goose. It is a golden goose. If they don't want to kill it, they will be willing to take some cuts somewhere or the other. We look at income tax, right? So the experience of countries around the world has been that when income tax was 80%, then payments were less because people would try and evade or avoid or whatever. As tax rates came down, there was actually more tax collection because people started complying more. Similarly, with car prices, if you have a 28% tax on it and you move it to 18%, don't you think the volume of vehicles sold would go up because there would be a kind of a positive effect generated, oh, this is now more affordable, so catchment area becomes larger? What you're referring to is, as you know, the Laffer curve. Laffer curve, yes. But the point is, there are two problems in the entire story. The problem is that, yes, car prices should come down. There should be some increase in at least sales. But to what extent is the question? The reason behind this is that when the economy is in a slowdown mode, it's not really, it's still growing at a fast rate, 7% or so. But the point is that we are not creating sufficient number of jobs. And jobs are under some kind of a pressure. So under those circumstances, usually the buyer thinks twice before making any big ticket investments. Big ticket investments for a common man is usually the house and the car. So you will not change your car or you will not buy a new car if you feel that there are possibilities of the salary not going up. Many companies have asked their employees to take salary cuts, as you know. And a lot of companies, including big tech companies in Bangalore, have laid off a lot of software professionals who are otherwise very high-earning people. So under those circumstances, there is a reluctance to buy big-ticket products. And that is what we are seeing. That is part of the story. In those circumstances, the Laffer curve sometimes does not work, which is why possibly the economists who work for the states, revenue departments, also do not think that cutting taxes at this point of time will really get them much benefit. And then we move to the export side because the GST refunds, I understand even from friends who are in the industry, it's a particularly sticky issue at the moment because they are supposed to get refunds on their GST payments, but these take either long time coming through or there are other complexities involved in actually getting the money into their accounts. Absolutely. That is the main problem for the exporters and not just exporters, a lot of other parts of the Indian industry, especially MSMEs, who depend upon these smaller yes. industries. Yes. So unless that money comes back to you very fast, your working capital is actually exhausted. The circulation of that money and the form of working capital is ended, which is what is happening. It has held back uh, these small firms. And interestingly, most of the exporters are actually small fellows. They are MSME companies. So there is a need to speed up refunds. But the point is that to speed up refunds, you should have the money in your pocket. So unless people pay taxes, advanced taxes, advanced GST, speeding up refunds is not so easy. But it can be done. It's really a challenge. But I would imagine that is an administrative challenge and not so much an economic challenge. And there will be a way found. I'm sure as they fine-tune the entire system, the government and the bureaucracy will be able to find some ways of handling this. The other problems are other input costs. Let us say industrial fuels, for instance. Now, fuel as it is, is taxed at the highest. It's not in part of GST, in fact. So it that's is because of the government's, government's policy for yeah. that. Now, there is a move that you bring in at least the industrial fuels under GST. I think CII has asked for this. CII has asked mm-hmm. for it and the there is within the finance ministry also there is yeah. thinking that industrial fuels are different from the other fuels. They gasoline. are gasoline, etc. Yeah. because they are the ones which are 
used by the final consumer. But industrial fuels really go into inputs. Yes, yes. The fuel that you use to run a generator or a power plant, or the fuel that you use for machining, and also the CNG, the piped compressed natural gas that is again used as a feeder for power plants, for fertilizer plants, etc. So since these are inputs, would you not bring it under GST? Because otherwise these companies are unable to get their refunds of inputs that are going in to make the final product, whether it is a fertilizer, electricity, whatever it is. Steel in some cases, because gas is used by some steel plants, not too many, but yes, it is used. Induction arc, furnace, etc. That is again something which is pending before the GST. When they will take it up is of course something which the wise men in the GST can talk about. But these are issues which at some stage will certainly be taken up and resolved. So just looking out with your crystal ball five years from now, do you see a successful GST eventually allowing the government to lower tax rates for individuals and basically drive a lot of uh, revenue from the indirect route rather than the direct route? Worldwide, tax incomes from the indirect route is more than the direct route. That will happen in India too. And uh, I see a more successful GST. GST is a good idea. It's only the fact that the implementation of the GST has had some hiccups. With time, these will get sorted out, these will, number of rates will collapse. There will be a better understanding within industry and the trade that GST has actually proven to be beneficial for it. Hopefully, within the third and the fourth year, we will have solved most of the problems, if not all of them. What steps you would like the government to take right now, which is really short term, for this? Well, right now, I think besides the ease of doing business, there has to be more rationalization of taxes. That is essential. Of course, we have to consider the state revenue aspect, but at the same time, some amount of rationalization is needed. Also, the anomalies, which we are referring to, that the component should not be taxed at a higher rate than the final product. If that happens, then there can be no input credit. So these things have to be resolved, and hopefully they will be resolved at some stage. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. You were listening to a discussion on rules simplified for business registration under GST. The participants were Jayanta Roy Chaudhary, economic analyst, and Arya Madan Mohan, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.nic.in. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com.